Hello and welcome to another One Up Pod review. This is Chip and Andy. What up, fuckers? And we're here to talk about Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, first things first, uh, this will be a spoiler-free review. So if you haven't played Guardians of the Galaxy but would like to one day, we won't be revealing anything from the story or the Easter eggs or, you know, anything else that should be kept as a nice surprise upon your first playthrough. Uh, now, Andy, as our resident historian and hater of the Avengers game, I believe to start <laughs> with you wanted to get into some history on Square's uh, superhero games. Yeah, well, I mainly wanted to just talk about how bad Avengers was. Just, uh, <laughs> I I've thought got, that might be the case. I've got an axe to grind. <laughs> it's just yeah playing this game it's really emphasized how much avengers got wrong like what that game got wrong was that it lost sight of the humanity of the marvel universe like one of the best things about marvel has always been it's been about imperfect people with extraordinary abilities always try to do their best like even the heroes and the villains they're all layered and flawed and interesting but marvel's avengers it because it was so fixated on this live service just grind 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 thing there was no oh. room for story they treated these like heroes like just action figures there's just no nuance to them that they're all just props like for a, a week a, like a week as piss of a well hydrated person like combat system <laughs> this the it's just so degrade just it's i just, I hate it i hate it so much it's just <laughs> it just turned into noise and like not not the fun kind of noise that gets your attention like a firework it's more like someone uh, chewing a Haribo in your ear while you try to watch There Will Be Blood at the cinema. Oh, no. That's something that happened to me. I'm, I'm still oh, caught up about it. I, I think that's a podcast for another time, but, yeah. like, no. <laughs> it's So, yeah, the Avengers was just a very bad experience, and going into Guardians of the Galaxy, I had some concerns about what Square Enix would do here, because mm-hmm. the, the, the developers, Idis Montreal, they did uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and Deus Ex, Human Revolution, and Mankind Divided, so I, I knew they were, I could trust them, that they, they can do really strong gameplay, uh, the Deus Ex sequels have like really deep and involved gameplay systems, Shadow of the Tomb Raider shows that they can handle like interesting flawed characters, my main concern was whether at Square Enix would like let them do that and thankfully they did <laughs> I, mean, I was gonna say like if uh people listening don't follow us on twitter they might not know what we thought of going to the galaxy because we've both been pretty consistent i think in tweeting our thoughts about the game yeah and the way you kind of set that up is kind of like a 50 50 like oh yeah was it going to be more of an avengers or was it going to be actually something that's decent and not a big pile of horseshit <laughs> uh so i think we can reveal that we both kind of loved the game yes absolutely loved it yeah 100% I um I only bought the game because you not bullied me into it that's a bit harsh but you you sort of you know like when in a cartoon when someone puts a pie on a windowsill and then you get the smell like wafts and it <laughs> entices someone in that yes. was you <laughs> with this game very much so I, I think you had it a day or two before me and just in our little group chat that we have you're like it's so good I love it and I was like Jesus Christ Andy I'm gonna have to buy it now aren't I obviously um so yeah it's your fault that I did buy it but I'm glad you did bully me into it yeah, I mean, I was, I've tried bullying you into getting Deathloop, but I felt like you were more <laughs> inclined to get this game. I didn't have to push as hard. Yeah, I just had to like yeah. say, I had to just confirm your suspicions that it was going to be really good. Because <laughs> like we both, yeah. we all loved the look of it when it was announced at E3, so we were all mm-hmm. excited. We were just hoping they would actually deliver, and I definitely, I think they all like exceeded my expectations. Yeah, same. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you know the concerns you raised at the start of the review are uh, some that I had as well, and along with a couple of others that we'll get into maybe when we talk about I think some of the gameplay aspects of it a bit later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it completely blew me away. I had so much fun with this game. We've both finished it right in what yeah. less than a week. Yes, I, I finished uh, it this morning. Yes, yeah, and I finished it late last night. Um, 
and yeah I, it's because I, I had a little trouble with a couple of games recently because as you know I've been playing Assassin's Creed for about <laughs> 6,000 years yes. uh, and uh, Control which hasn't really I've kind of fallen out with it quite a bit like I, I liked it at the start and not so keen on it now um, so it was just so lovely having a game that was just so fun and a game that I just wanted to come and play whenever I had any free time uh, and I was just completely sucked in and yeah completely loved it yeah I was like it was like like you I, I any free time I had I was like spending a lot of it with this game I think I think the main pull of this game really was the the way they handled the characters mm-hmm. yes I, they absolutely got these characters right like anyone who's even if you're just familiar with them from the movies you're gonna recognize these characters and they've handled them so perfectly it's I was I was I was concerned because Marvel's Avengers like I said the characters are almost unrecognisable. They're just kind of basic idea of those characters. Something like mm. if your mum was describing Captain America to you, that's what <laughs> it's come across like. But this, yeah, and then she's trying to make him out of cardboard. Yeah, very much. But this, these were like really nuanced, interesting, like layered characters. Like the performances, like they were all fantastic, and the facial animations, I was really impressed with. Mm, yeah, it looks amazing, doesn't it? Yeah, the really, really. Like there's a lot of nuance going. On. I say nuance a lot, but for a Guardians of the Galaxy game, you might not expect the word nuance to come up a lot, but it really was there. There was a lot of authenticity to the way the characters interact with each other. It was yeah. like it's just a lot because there's a lot of like heavy emotions in the story. We won't go into any spoilers, like we said, but those like the voice actors and the facial animations, they got to work together. No one had to carry the. No one had to was burdened with all the work. Like they both kind mm-hmm. of had an even load, which was really nice. It like helps characters like say things without saying things which isn't yeah. always yeah. not a lot of games can really get away with that things like uh the last of us part two could like you've got to have a real high caliber of like performance and like tech marrying together to get something this good yeah absolutely i remember being really impressed um because i think it's quill during a moment like pushes his tongue into his cheek to like convey a certain like awkwardness or something like that yeah. and it's just such a small thing, but it looked so good. Like the tongue didn't clip through his cheek or anything like that. Like his his cheeks look like actual flesh. And I just remember being really impressed and thinking, you know, a lot of time with video games with characters, like the graphics might look good, but a lot of the characters look a bit dead behind the eyes. You know, yeah. it's like they blink and their eyes move, but there's just, there's nothing there. And this is one of the first games I've played, I think, where I, I just like, this looks like, just looks like animation you know it's like that nice sort of middle ground between uh real life and like a really good animation of a film and i think that's one of the things that impressed me most just like straight away was just looking at it and going i believe all these characters and the emotions they're having purely through their visuals like their facials yeah one of the i think my favorite character was uh jason cavalier's drax like mm. I, I think I, like, I always liked drax but he, he kind of gets short served in the movies a little bit he's mostly a funny guy i felt like he got a lot of really emotionally affecting moments in the game and his the voice acting was really was perfect and uh, but it was the facial animations as well really like selling this buried conflict in the character like he, mm. that drax had me in tears sometimes in the game it was like really like even with laughter or like sadness it was a such yeah. a great yeah. character yeah absolutely and i think um it's i think one of the things they do with the characters as well is one of the things that the mcu does so well is um it just nails those little character moments like obviously they have their big story beats with the villains and saving the world and all that sort of thing but every single well, most of the marvel films always have these little moments that aren't about like you know the overarching story that they just absolutely nail and i felt like the guardians game did that um and uh, like um spider-man as well um on the playstation which we've covered before in episode 
three i want to say yes it was three um <laughs> uh, and i think it like, both those games kind of fit quite nicely between the mcu and the comics like they're a really nice like middle ground between those um and that's another game that gets its character moments like spot on as well oh yeah there's it's always character first with this game like they've got the big roller coaster storylines like, lots of twists and turns and massive scope like the stakes are highest as possible, but at the end of the day, it's still it's all about the characters mm-hmm. and like the stakes are like emotional as well as like galaxy threatening. It's all they've always got a mind towards how these characters are getting on together, what what it means to them. Like the whole like the whole game is basically about people trying to overcome loss and find purpose mm. in new places. It's like yeah. the sort of thing like James Gunn handled with Guardians Volume Two. It's yes. that kind of thing, but like like they've they've got a lot more time to work with so every character's getting something to do like they've got their own thing to carry to the add to the themes of the story mm. it's like uh, yeah this i'm just so i'm so happy with the writing in this game it's just <laughs> it was so good so so full of like humor and heart yeah it never stops either does it like the the guardians are always like bantering like and i think i said to you before as well like when we were playing this that if this game had just been a walking simulator and it was just listening to the guardians like chatting and arguing and just being who they are i would have been totally fine with that like that would have got a, a thumbs up from me yeah lot of the interplay is always brilliant when, the, when they're walking yeah. around talking like at one point i wandered off to find some of the uh, resources the collectibles mm-hmm. and like i could hear rocket bad mouthing me for wandering off <laughs> and they just all started having a conversation about me walking away it's just like it was such a good detail it's like something you wouldn't think of like when you when you do it in like an enchanted game they just kind of take it as as given that you're going to wander off and try and find something but in this yeah, yeah. it makes perfect sense that rocket would be bothered by that <laughs> yeah it worked really well and like i remember a bit where i had to like go around something and open a door for the rest of the gang and when i did open that door Groot was just standing there and he just smiled and waved at me and it was just like <laughs> just such a nice way to kind of get you into that world as like it didn't feel like a video game it was such a living breathing world even though the game is really linear like it's not open world you can go around the levels and find the collectibles and that sort of thing but you know it's pretty straightforward and i loved that they just kind of built that with those five characters yeah they spent they focused their time on the characters rather than just building this massive game that like you get lost in like Mm. a big game like that works for like spider-man and to an extent works for batman but i feel like yeah a linear story that's focused on character was perfect for guardians of the galaxy yeah totally um so when it comes to the actual story of the game uh we are again no spoilers here so you haven't got to worry about that uh so i don't really want to say too much like because obviously there's a lot of twists and turns along the way as the narrative kind of builds and builds and builds but you know we just start out with the guardians they kind of set up that they're fairly new you know maybe you know a few jobs into actually being a gang yeah um and they're looking for work in their very kind of space piratey superhero-y kind of way. Um, but what did you think of the sto- story overall? Uh, uh, yeah, I, re- I was really impressed. Like, um, mm. I felt like they didn't hold anything back. They didn't mm. treat it like they were planning for a sequel. Like, they, they just anything they could put in the game, they threw at it. So you always had something new happening. You were never getting stuck in like one place and getting kind of seeing the same old faces. Like everything kind of made sense but like they just had a lot of fun with the potential of this big universe and it's yeah i was just really impressed with all the turns it took like yeah because it feels like an open world game in a way doesn't it because you go to so many places and different planets and worlds that although the levels are very pretty much straightforward with a few kind of you know hidden things but it's got such scope which i found quite impressive as well the scope is like you always feel like you're in a big open space even though you are very much funneled to 
along a linear path. It, it did a really good job of creating the sense of space rather than just giving you a massive map to walk around and get annoyed with eventually like this feels like a game <laughs> sasha would love yes i agree i think she would as well um because like you said yeah you can go and investigate your areas but you know you're not going to get lost or anything like that yeah it's very it, it very much gave all the focus to the story and the character interactions and I went throughout the story i felt like somewhere vin diesel must be smiling because this is all about family <laughs> <laughs> it's just it really well, i like to think Every day, whenever I think of Vin Diesel, he's smiling somewhere. I hope you know, so. like he knows we're thinking of him. I hope he, I hope he's happy. Yeah, sipping on a Corona, <laughs> <laughs> have a nice barbecue, playing D and D. That just sounds like me. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a really great story, though. It's, it's, and like I said, again, it's character first writing. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of big emotions going on. Like, I cried a lot. I laughed myself silly constantly. I just mm-hmm. loved all of these characters and everything they did. It just, yeah, it just felt. It felt perfect for Guardians of the Galaxy, even if you're not a mass, if, even if you haven't been following the comics or anything. But if you've been following the comics, you're going to get a lot out of it because there's a lot of yeah. stuff they've put in there. Yeah. You can tell this was a labor of love. There's people that understood that universe and really liked it. Yeah, like there's so many Easter eggs and little, little, well, not even Easter eggs. Like it's just little things you'll find and you'll be like, oh, that's I know that I get that reference. Yeah. Uh, and part of the joy of that was like just going around and finding all those like sometimes those sort of things can be a chore right like all the shinies and pickups and that yeah. sort of thing but i every single bit of like marvel lore i came across or any sort of hints to other things was for a big geek like me was really great it feels wrong to even call them easter eggs it just they feel mm. just like the part of the environment they're not feel like yeah. things that have been hidden they feel natural when you find them you come across things on them when like, i spent like i think 15 minutes just walking around the milano at the start just looking yeah. at everyone's rooms checking out all the <laughs> details constantly closing the fridge door because somebody was leaving it open all the time yep Same. <laughs> i was really hoping there was going to be a trophy for that <laughs> i feel there, there might be I, I feel like there might be i didn't close the door enough i feel like oh, i have to go back and do more I oh is there not um, <sighs> that's no, disappointing because um i was really close to getting the platinum on it i'm only like 10 trophies away mm. um and like I didn't get all because you can find little pickups that open up dialogue options for yeah. the characters yeah. when you're on the Milano. And I was I really wanted to find all those because all those little interactions were fucking oh, brilliant, brilliant as well. Yeah. But um, I think I only got like half or something like that. So I will replay it at some point with a nice walkthrough so I can find all the different things. Yeah, I'm going to do a new game plus at some point because yeah, I, I want to yeah. try out some different uh, some of the different choices because yes. like that's one thing that really stands out with this game. It was the. Ch- the decision-based storytelling and yeah and the way that impacts later on as well because there's like dialogue options a bit like a telltale game a game in a way uh that will come back later and affect certain story elements and in a sort of shooty run and shoot superhero linear game you wouldn't necessarily expect that and i think it it could have been such a throwaway thing like such a minor thing as well like it really couldn't have like you know just be like oh it changes a line of dialogue that you get but the decision or what happens later is still the same you know yeah uh so i really like the the attention to detail there that it it can change different things that happen in the game and i love that it was nice to feel like your actions had consequences Mm. like early in the game i pissed off rocket and i I kept not taking (laughs) his side obviously anyone who's seen like the trailer will have seen drax throwing rocket over the chasm so that's not really a spoiler but i was also frequently not taking his side in arguments and at some point rocket got really mad at me and he refused to cooperate with a puzzle he just became really obstinate in future chapters and it kind of it built up in this big argument and they fell out and i know that was a some of that will have been scripted like as it's supposed to go but the way it played with my choices it felt really organic and it yeah, it, it felt yeah. really nice like it felt like it, it it might be an illusion of choice but it was a really good trick it made mm. me feel like i had a 
saying the things. And like you say, some parts, some of your choices did have a big impact on the way the finale plays out. It gave me kind of a Mass Effect 2 kind of feel in that yes, way. Yes, I, I, yeah, it's like Mass Effect but fun, isn't it, this yeah, game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I say that as a joke because I love Mass Effect but there was one point I was like oh yeah this is like it's quite like Mass Effect but if it was just kind of silly and really really fun yeah and and also like full of very big sads yes. I, I, I did cry a lot I'm yeah, not going to pretend same. I don't think I've cried no. this much at a video game since like 2018 <laughs> so Dead Redemption 2 Marvel Spider-Man <laughs> all that stuff yeah yeah, oh god, that was an interesting year, wasn't it? That was an interesting couple of months when those games kind of came out quite close yeah. together. Um, but yeah, and every character kind of has those beats as well. Yeah, uh, like I think all of them actually, all the main five had those things, and it's yeah. not just them either. Like all the surrounding characters have lovely moments, and you're just like, oh. a lot of the characters are just really digging into their like the tragic things that like have mm. left a mark on them, and they're working through them. What's happening in the story kind of brings it out of them naturally. And that, it doesn't feel really forced, like they're having no. to come to these moments. It just yeah. it just makes perfect sense and it's organic isn't it like you said and maybe it's an illusion of that kind of you know the story playing organically but that it's exactly how it feels when you're playing the game and that and then goes to the actual story as well you know the the narrative is driven by seemingly the characters emotions and decisions and yeah. you know what they decide in the moment and obviously it's a scripted story and stuff but yeah i really felt like it, it could have gone either way even though it definitely couldn't have but just the way the characters were interacting and like you say the relationships you've built up with rocket or anything like that it felt like it could change at any second it really was a great it, like it was a really good version of like a telltale format but it was mm. stapled on to like a really fun game to play like as, yeah. a, as an actual game i complete trust i just montreal would pull off the gameplay but i didn't realize how good it was going to be all the gameplay yes. systems i expected to be good but they were still really character focused it was always coming back to character which i really liked mm -hmm. i mean i was i think one of the worries i had when we saw the e3 trailer was um I, I was a bit worried the combat would end up a bit like final fantasy 15 oh yeah which yeah. i didn't i didn't really get in with like i didn't enjoy that and it's part of the reason i never finished that game is i just i didn't like the combat system i didn't understand the combat system yeah uh, uh but this is it's different because you, you still control your teammates and they have their own powers and combos and stuff like that but i absolutely loved the gameplay in this uh you know you can boil it down to being really simple shooter because you know there's no cover system or anything like that you just run and gun and yeah. then call upon the other guardians to do special attacks and that sort of thing but i had an absolute blast with it final fantasy 15 was a good shout there because that was it felt very inconsequential nothing you were doing felt like it mattered any of the mm. stuff you asked your teammates to do didn't feel like it was it, nothing coalesced together really whereas with this you could play around with the different abilities of the yeah. other guardians like create combos with their actions and add your own actions to like using Groot's powers but mixed with rocket's powers and then bringing in drax and you could really strategize with the way the yeah. game played it was really clever it did a really good job of putting that leadership mentality on you at all times like not just mm. when you're in dialogue when you're actually in action it was really really well implemented yeah and you, it you can it really plays into like having tactics for each fight as well depending on the enemies that you're coming up against and whilst also remaining really fun and like action-packed as well like you know the the actual combat never really stops once you're in it you know it doesn't stop yeah. until there's an end um and i i've saw some criticism of it and not you know like wide criticism but just um uh, on the internet in the comments where we should never go really Ooh. uh except me and you have to sometimes because that's yeah. part of our job yeah. <laughs> but yeah some people were saying that oh you can only play as star lord what i want to play as all the characters this is going to be rubbish and i'm oh, like yeah. nah 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 like, you wait until you play it and yeah, oh, yeah. You'll, you'll change your mind on that definitely 
it absolutely it needed to be Star Lord. Like it makes yeah. sense. I, I had a feeling when I saw the E3 trailer, what they were trying to do is create that unpredictable element where you, you're not in complete control because the Guardians are still quite new, like you said earlier. I think at this point in the story, Gamora's on like it's only she's only had a couple of jobs of them. Mm-hmm. So like there's still the team's still farming together and like there's a lot of responsibility put on Peter's shoulders to try and make them work together because there's a lot of infighting which you expect from the guardians and you have to try and manage that with the dialogue and you have to try and bring them together in the combat and the puzzle solving and all these things and sometimes let's say if you piss somebody off they might not want to help you out (laughs) so you have to be very careful about what you're doing and it was like that with the like the combat was there but there's also the traversal like you had to use different guardians to help you get around like lifting heavy objects blowing things up creating like lifts and stuff and like you wouldn't always know which guardian was going to help what's going to be the right call for which problem early on so sometimes you'd make the wrong call and that you'd get like shot down but as you went along you started getting more intuitive about how to get across a certain you'd know which guardian to go to straight away so it was you were kind of growing into the leadership role along Mm -hmm. with peter which I thought was a really clever little touch. It kind of just pulls you into the story a bit more. I also liked that towards the end of the game, the Guardians themselves knew that they would be the ones that were needed. Yes. And they'd kind of go directly to these, like, you know, not necessarily puzzle ones for the sort of end level, but, like, just getting you through, like, doorways and stuff like that. They'd just be on it straight away. And with the way the combat works as well, when you unlock new skills, that f- it feels like they're just coming together really nicely and, like, they're learning about this whole kind of new family dynamic dynamic that they've got yeah. and it just reflects in everything in in the story the dialogue the combat the puzzles uh it's just it's almost like a perfectly put together game in that way i also like with the um when they're unlocking the powers like their ultimate power that the bit the most powerful attack would only come after they reached like a moment of catharsis in the story yes. we won't i won't say really anything cool. about that but you can you probably can kind of expect this is they were going to get over their problems but once they do you get a really special power out of it so it's a really nice moment everything is always tied to the characters and their growth even in the gameplay and those will come individually as well through individual moments rather than like the group has learned the power of friendship yeah and all get their special abilities you pick them up one by one yeah uh, quite different parts of the game as well yeah they all take different amounts of time to reach their like Mm. their kind of moment of clarity or whatever you want to call it which i really liked and um uh, so I, I feel like we should talk about the huddle thing. Yes, like, we have and, to. And, and the music. The best. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> uh, so the huddle is like um, like a, a, a bar that you fill up and you get like a, a special kind of group attack in a way where you come into a huddle, you have to select the right dialogue options to, you know, fire up your team and then you kind of get unlimited special abilities for a while. Yeah. But Peter Quill will also play a song from his Walkman that is on one of the soundtrack and the soundtrack is banging we haven't mentioned the soundtrack yeah. yet but it is amazing uh and it's oh my god i loved like every time i got that i wouldn't think about it tactically i was just like yeah on it straight away even <laughs> if there was just one like little yeah. <laughs> minion left it's like i'm gonna destroy you now oh yeah oh, that happen. plays. it'd be a really good song and i'd only have one guy to kill him. Ah, yes. fuck. <laughs> it's like I, I really liked when whenever like wham would come on I'd be like, yeah, oh, I get really yes. into Wham, and then like I, it'd be over, and I'm like, oh, I wanted the whole song. <laughs> just like, yeah, that Rick Astley, the final countdown I had, yes. and just you just I just wanted them throughout the entire game. Actually, I wish there was like a jukebox mode, which you could just play them as you was running around the game. Yeah, I, I did like that they used it in the com like combat because it did kind of hype like amp you up a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And I used um, my huddle on the final boss. Again, we're not going to say anything about who or what that is and what happens, but I had a huddle for that. And that's how I finished the game, was uh, <laughs> with a huddle. Nice. As um, 
I can't remember what someone was playing actually, but it was amazing. And I had the, I think it was hot chocolate, oh, nice. um, <laughs> which was a really interesting one, but it just works so well. Yeah. Like the soundtrack, it's not got like any deep cuts like James Gunn's movies, but they're all like absolute bangers, like proper yeah. like pop classics. Yeah. They'll be stuck in your head for days afterwards. Yeah. I can imagine yeah. like the PC version might, they might create a mod for that where you can put your own music oh. in. Oh. That might be quite fun. Oh. Well, it looks like I'll be buying the game again. I just kept thinking that I'd really like to hear like Tenacious D or something <laughs> over the over a fight like uh, uh, with karate, I'll kick your ass or something like that. <laughs> I'd quite like a bit of Mariah Carey for Christmas. Yes, like, it just it's on Christmas Day you could play the game, which is I like mean that. It, it's Mariah's season now, so. Oh yeah, yeah, she's out of her cave. She's been unleashed <laughs> upon the world. She's here. <laughs> so why not put her in the game? And cool. um, I was gonna ask, did you have any gl- uh, glitches or bugs? I did have some glitches, but they were mostly they yeah, were just same. like visual glitches, like a character like walking too far to the side of an elevator and disappearing. Okay. And there was one glitch when I was getting a, trying to get a, an outfit, and I kept like trying to walk off the, uh, like move off a ledge and head towards the thing, but it kept turning me around and sending me back. Okay. It's a, a known glitch, and I had to walk in a very specific direction to break the, the glitch. So okay. I got the managed to get the suit and my resources, but it was it, I spent about five minutes angrily trying to <laughs> move myself off this ledge. But it was stuff like I expect like glitches on AAA yeah. games at this point. Like it was nothing. There was nothing game breaking. Nothing that ruined my fun. No, no, in some ways I had a one that enhanced it a bit because I was on the Milano and I went to talk to Drax and he had his arms folded in his chest, but he had his blades in his hand, so he was actually like stabbing himself in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. It felt like a very Drax thing to be yeah, honest. Yeah, to try give himself a tattoo or something yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i had a few audio glitches where characters would be having a conversation but one of the characters you can hear their part of it um which was my most frustrating one because i was like i oh, know i want to hear the dialogue obviously um yeah. and then yeah a couple of little ones as well so a bit of clipping uh, for certain things i got stuck in a wall at one point had to reload a checkpoint and then at one point i ended up on a platform uh in like a middle of these other platforms so i was like oh maybe there's a shiny there but there wasn't and then I couldn't get back across because it was slightly lower than the one I jumped down from. Oh. And I wasn't sure if I was just... I tried for ages and just was like, am I doing this wrong? But I wasn't sure if that was a mistake or not. But it was just a simple matter of loading the checkpoint. Like, the checkpoints in the save games are really generous in this. Yeah. Um. So that wasn't an issue at all. So, yeah, like you say, nothing... Uh, game breaking it's not like a cyberpunk kind of deal um but just just little niggles which i'm sure they will patch out yeah i feel like i feel like they're really easy to fix like most 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 of my favorite games have glitches red dead redemption 2 is full of them skyrim (laughs) is just glitch it's a glitch with like functional bits stuck inside it by accident (laughs) it's fine yeah it's it's a glitch with a horse walking up a mountain simulator involved It's, yeah, it's the stuff like that never bothers me. I, I liked Cyberpunk when I played it. On, but I played it on a very good PC, so I'm not going to mm. pretend I had a bad experience like some people, but I just don't... If something a glitch happens, I just let it roll off my back unless it's like completely bars my progress. <laughs> Nothing like I, that. I've been playing WWE games for like 10 years. Like I know all about the glitches. <laughs> Christ, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, then. Well, I mean, we've kind of settled on a score system now, right, for the reviews. We're going for... Out of 10, bit bold, bit brave, I know. Yeah, I feel but... like that gives us a lot of room to work with. <laughs> okay, so what, what would you give Guardians of the Galaxy out of 10? I'm thinking I'd give it a 9 out of 10 because okay. of the, I think because of some of the, just because of some of the glitches, but not game breaking. I mean, it's not doing anything new, but it's mm-hmm. doing it very well. It's not like, like Deathloop is like a perfectly engineered gaming experience. That's why I would have given that a 10. But I'm, despite that, 
I think Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite game this year. Ooh, okay, cool. I think it's my game nice. of the year because I'm very emotionally driven as a gamer. Like Red Dead Redemption yeah. 2, Death Stranding, stuff like that. They're all my favorite games. Mm-hmm. I need like an emotional bond to my game, even if it's not perfect or if yeah. it's like yeah. too short or whatever, anything. It could have as many problems as it likes as long as I've got an emotional attachment. I'm exactly the same as you. Uh, I have that with games. And I think that's why I haven't got on with Control is I find the protagonist is quite boring and dull and I have no kind of emotional interest in what she's doing and her story. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we've kind of covered that with the podcast anyways. Like any sort of games we end up loving are the ones where we are emotionally connected to yeah. the story, the characters, just all that sort of thing. Anything that makes us cry, I yeah. think gets a thumbs up from us. We've got to have, we've got to have some feelings there. It's not yeah. just yeah. like mechanical nonsense. We've got to feel something. Yeah, exactly. Which is why we don't play Fortnite. Yeah. Um, I, I would go 8 out of 10, uh, I think, um, just being slightly less generous, which I think, I don't know, in some ways feels kind of harsh considering the way we've spoken about it. But, like, I think uh, it is a really great, really, really fun game. A uh, couple of glitches, but haven't really affected the score too much. I don't think it does anything particularly new. Like, you know, you can just hold down the trigger button as Peter Quill. Uh, but, yeah, I still loved it. It's It's been my favourite game that I've played um, for a long time, really um so yeah so i guess that makes it an average of what 8.5 out of 10 from the one up pod yeah i think so yeah yeah, yeah put that on your poster i'd honestly say it's like for me it's up there with the arkham the, the best of the arkham games and marvel spider-man mm. as far as superhero games go like, i haven't enjoyed a triple a game this much since again 2018 that was i mean that was a stellar year for gaming but this is oh, like yeah. this is like the most i've enjoyed playing a game since then so this is, this i think is... probably put last of us 2 in there uh as the last kind of great triple a that i really enjoyed yeah, um, I mean, enjoy it's a hard work. Was harrowing. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck me. We need to. Well, we'll, we'll, we might cover those games at we'll, one we'll point. We'll get there eventually. Me. Jesus Christ! Yeah, when we make Sasha and Becky play them. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sasha's played the first one, actually, and Becky was there on stream for that. So maybe just a second, and then we can all cry together. I, I feel like this is a game maybe they'd want to cover in an episode as well, because I, I feel like I might want to talk more about it and get into the spoilers for Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, I do think really this fun. is a game Becky and Sasha would really like. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear what they think as well. Yeah, yeah it would be yeah. fun to like cover this more in detail because there's a lot we can't talk about right now and there's a yeah, lot I want mean. to talk about. It's really <laughs> yeah, hard same. not to spoil anything. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> when I was playing it and I knew we were going to do the review, there were so many like moments I wanted to write down, like, I want to talk about this, I want to talk about this, but they're all really specific and like character plot points and stuff and yeah big emotional yeah. beats that you can't say yeah. because you're gonna ruin it like all, yeah. all you can say with any certainty is you'll cry and you'll laugh and yeah. if that's a spoiler to you you've got problems <laughs> and if you don't enjoy this game then i think you might have problems as well to be perfectly honest very much because so. it's really fun it's a great story uh if you are a marvel fan or you're a fan of the arkham games spider-man games like this this is definitely a game for you yeah, it's it's not Marvel's Avengers. This this game's made me forgive Square Enix for Marvel's Avengers. <gasps> oh my god, it's finally happened. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, there's another thing I wanted to mention briefly. Like I thought I wanted to ask you. Um, the guy who played Star-Lord, uh, mm. what's his name again? Hold on. John McLaren. Did you get a feeling that he sounded a bit like Chris Jericho? Like a young Chris Jericho. There was because huh. he was a Canadian actor and like once I heard I started hearing Chris Jericho at certain points in his voice. Just... Do you know what's weird is I didn't get it through the voice, but the hair. Yes. I got it from the hair. Yeah, I definitely had that. That's so weird. It was It was just, I just couldn't shake that. Like every now and then he'd say something, it sounds so much like Chris Jericho on his podcast. <laughs> oh, and God, like, he's just... going to do a fucking ad read for like Squarespace or something, isn't he, <laughs> in the sequel? Jesus Christ. 
it just and it made sense because I felt like Chris Jericho seemed like the kind of guy who would become Star Lord if he got taken yeah. to space rather than like WCW. <laughs> so it just it just made sense to me. So it made me enjoy the game just maybe a little bit more, just for that little <laughs> ad- addition. It's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, now I'm just imagining the Guardians as the inner circle. For <laughs> any AEW fans? Yeah, uh, Drax would be. Uh, Jake Hager. Hager? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sammy Guevara's rocket. I don't know if that works. Uh, no, I think Proud and Powerful would be rocket combined, and Sammy yeah, would be group. Yeah. yeah, that works. Yeah, okay, cool. We've solved that one. Excellent. There we go. <laughs> good, good, <laughs> good final thought there. Well, if anyone out there in uh, the audience land, we haven't come up with a name for our one-up pod universe yet, have we? We're not going to call it that. One um, podders. <laughs> podders, yeah, I like that. What one-up one-up podders? One podders. Podlings. One, one pod. Podlings. One up podlings. If any of our <laughs> darling podlings have any opinions <laughs> on the Guardians of the Galaxy, um, please do come and get in touch. We are uh, at one-up pod on Twitter and Instagram. That's one u p p o d. God, I hate that. Um, <laughs> you didn't say it right. Andy, where can- <laughs> Wait, one one upp od one upp odd oh fuck's sake yeah see i don't like it um where can they find you on twitter andy i am at truly underscore defective on twitter <laughs> and if you want to come and yell at me about that mass effect line i am at the chip thompson um if you want to come and help support the podcast you can do so in some very very uh easy ways you can subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice you can uh, leave us a rating and review if you're platform allows that that's especially helpful because you know the more kind of reviews and ratings we get the higher up the charts we go the more people that can get eyes on us and then you know the more content we can bring you as soon as possible um and yeah just come and interact with us on social media as well come say hello give us all your thoughts on the video games we're always tweeting and talking um every single day on the accounts and we would love to see you there so we'll see you real soon for a brand spanking new episode final fantasy 14 uh, and until that time uh it's goodbye from me it's goodbye from me. Oh, damn it. No, see, last time we ruined this, didn't we? I was <laughs> yeah. trying to set you up for it again. God no, I, it. I was ready. <laughs> oh, I said it wrong, didn't I? Shit. Yes, you did. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, and most importantly of all, don't forget to get a life and play video games. <laughs>